and welcome to episode 14 of the V-Suit Podcast, the FUD-free show that you can eat between conference calls. Now, not with just one guest, but three. That's right, we've been inundated with guests today, and we're lucky enough to have Gestalt IT's answer to Charlie's Angels in a cheesehead hat. Stephen Foskett, Matt Simmers, and Bob Plankers. Hi, guys. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey, thank you. Hey, thanks for having us on. Well, we actually got that right. We didn't talk all over each other. (laughs) For now. It, it was synchronized. I was going to say, we, with six people on a, uh, a Skype call, this one, uh, it's, uh, it's got potential to go horribly wrong. In fact, we've, we've had a few little technical hitches getting everyone in the same call at the same time, but uh, bear with us, and uh, I think we'll get there in the end. So, guys, what have you been up to? Planning tech field days. <laughs> Looking forward to What's tech that? field day. <laughs> I, I'm sure. What, can you explain that? Because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You guys, uh, maybe maybe tell us a little bit about the uh, the vendors you're going to have in, and uh, what what type of things are going to be presented. Bit of, yeah, a little bit of sneak preview of uh, Matt. Is the is Techfield Day's sort of newest um, angel, as it were, um, help setting it up? If you if you want to sort of share us a little bit of stuff you've been getting involved with. Sure. Um, so I don't know if everybody listening is familiar with with what Techfield Day is, but essentially we bring about a dozen of, uh, of the, the internet thought leaders all together in the same place and we kind of truck them around to, uh, to various companies to hear from engineers and, and people about new technologies that the companies are doing. It's, uh, it's a really exciting kind of thing. And our next big adventure is in Austin, Texas. Um, we're going to be there this Thursday and Friday, the 11th and 12th, doing uh, doing all kinds of stuff with people like Dell and SolarWinds and Veeam. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, two sort of non-native uh, Americans, uh, Austin is it is it somewhere that you typically associate with being a sort of a technology hub? I mean, Silicon Valley and Seattle, everyone sort of knows really well. You know, that's funny. I thought you were a Native American, judging by your accent. <laughs> <laughs> Proper English. No. Yeah. Actually, supposedly Austin is one of the top technology cities in the U.S., and um, it, it's true that there are fewer companies there than you would find in, you know, San Jose or someplace like that. But um, I mean, Dell is huge. Uh, I read somewhere that Dell has like thirty thousand tech workers in Austin, and um, and IBM's got a huge presence there as well. Yeah, IBM. Uh, you know, we there's an, a bunch of other really really cool companies there as well. Um, oh wait, that was the wrong emphasis. There are also an, a bunch <laughs> of other cool companies there. Um, you know, one of the SolarWinds is based there. SolarWinds has presented at a number of uh, the Tech Field Day events so far. I think three or four. And um, they must have done about a fair few in a row so far. Yeah, yeah. This is this is I think their third in a row. So that's pretty neat. Um, and and also Spiceworks is based in Austin. Uh, if you guys are familiar with them at all, maybe the sysadmins might have heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, are, are they are they presenting uh, this uh, time? No, they're not. No. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, I mean, they they they've got a, a product which seems to have quite a lot of traction, um, mainly because it's free, um, mm-hmm. or at least you know your entry level stuff is free. Um, and of course, you know, a lot of admins do like free. It's their, their favorite kind of price. Absolutely. Yeah, and and, and I think that that's actually the reason that they're not presenting is frankly because they have their own totally different distribution model and their own group of of you know 
phenomenally dedicated users that you know i i guess maybe they that maybe this just isn't their market or something i don't know hmm. possibly i mean is it um as much of a, a startup city as um san jose you know where um every, every waitress has probably got their own startup idea uh, or is no, it sort of no. more established? No, I think every waitress in San Jose, or I'm sorry, in every, I think every waitress in Austin um, is in a band or <laughs> <laughs> wants to be. Or knows somebody who is. Yeah. It's, it's like, the, it's the, you know, it's supposedly it's the live music capital of the world. Um, when, you know, Matt and I were there, uh, you know, there are so many venues and so much stuff going on and so many young people. I mean, y- you could swear you weren't in Texas. I've heard that. Um, I've recently been reading um, a book by the guy who's the presenter of uh, Man vs. Food, um, Adam uh, Richmond, and uh, he describes uh, Austin as the sort of the most un-Texas-like place in Texas. Um, you know, it, it's very it, well. I don't think he actually uses the word hippie, but it's you know, it's it's much more sort of hip and happening kind of place than you'd expect the, from the rest of the Lone Star State. There's a classic T-shirt that uh, Austin residents uh, used to wear, or probably still do wear, uh, would see it once in a while, that just says, all it says is, keep Austin weird, and I think that pretty much sum- sums it up completely. Yeah, completely different than Texas. Yeah, they're trying to keep the keep Austin weird thing is all about trying to keep the, um, the small businesses in and keep the... Monster, oh, excellent! The monster corporations from coming in. I, I recall that a while ago. I was in, yeah. in Austin, but eh, they got the monster corporations there. So, yeah, well. <laughs> didn't work that well. So, so, so what are you guys going to be doing to keep Techfield te- basically to be weird? Yeah, well, Matt, you want to you want to take some of the describe some of the uh, absolutely unusual things that we're doing there. Yeah, yeah. First, I'll describe some of the people that were coming in. <laughs> like, hey, 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 hey. It's so weird, and not just the delegates. Uh, but um, no, they have this. They, they have the probably the coolest thing that that we saw while we were there um, is this vintage bowling alley. Um, so, if you've seen the Big Lebowski, um, yeah. this is like. Dude. <laughs> It's like straight out of the Big Lebowski. Oh. I mean, like you expect the dude to come around, and you know, <laughs> it, it, it's just great. So we are going to go bowling at the place. It's called the Highball. Um, we're going bowling there. We're going to have a Big Lebowski themed tournament. Uh, it's it's going to be good. Fantastic. So they're going to be uh, some suitable Tech Field Day T-shirts, and hopefully no one wearing like their overtight trousers. But. Uh... <laughs> I, I, we'll I hope see. we don't see any of that. We'll see. I've got anyone. Uh, will anyone be wearing uh, the yellow yellow sunglasses? <laughs> I might bring the cheese head, though. I still have that <laughs> thing. You know. I, I, I think Uh-oh. the cheese head and a keep Austin weird, weird T-shirt, Bob, are the essential <laughs> items. And a big the, uh, discerning tech field there. The 90 percent <laughs> of the uh, the big Lebowski guys will be a bunch of Walter soap checks over there. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> No firefights in the car park, please. <laughs> yeah, but enough rioting in the UK. We don't want to get it spread it over there. Yeah, what's wrong with you people? I have no idea. I think people just want to upgrade their TVs. Chavs, yeah. Chavs, right? That's what you call these guys. Chavs, yeah. yeah. Chavs, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's it, it's a little bit strange. It is a bit strange, but uh, you know there hasn't been any particularly middle class rioting. You know, I've not seen any sort of good supermarkets being raided. They were raiding like the really cheap ones. Well, how about uh, the royals? Are they rioting yet? Not yet, but um, I did see a tweet from uh, Prince William that he was looking forward to strapping on some armor and uh, taking care of things himself. But that may or may not have been the real uh, Prince William's account. <laughs> it's a worthwhile one to uh, follow. The, in fact, all of the uh, the royal alleged Twitter accounts are particularly good. Uh, <laughs> would recommend uh, you follow the. I think it's at Queen underscore UK is probably the best one. Oh, it's, um, it's her, definitely her morning one. request for a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea are. Uh, particularly uh, good <laughs> okay so that's that's Austin but who who are the guys they're being ha- has been invited to Techfield Day 7 uh, I I know everyone from from 6 though since I was there but who's there for, for number 7 Seven is Theron going to be there yeah well, allegedly um, I allegedly, heard he had yeah. a, an appendicitis um, yep. yesterday so uh, we're wondering <laughs> if maybe he might not be able to make it um <laughs> Sorry, Theron. Yeah, he, he'll supposedly be there. Um, we, we, we invited him, at least. Um, yeah, you want me to go through the list? Yeah. Yeah, great. All right, all right. So starting at the top in alphabetical order um, is uh, Scott Cochran. I don't know if you guys know Scott Cochran on Twitter or uh, have seen uh, VCTC or scottcochran.org. Um, then we've also got Theron Connery, um, who I guess needs no introduction here to you folks. Um We've got the other Scott Lowe. I assume that y'all know other Scott Lowe. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been to a few of these things. Actually, we had a fun uh, we had a fun time at uh, Techfield Day Two introducing Scott Lowe to Scott Lowe because Scott Lowe had never met Scott Lowe before, and Scott Lowe thought that it was kind of funny to have Scott Lowe sign the book by Scott Lowe. Um, I think my head's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, you guys can follow that. You're you're doing better than I am. Excellent. It's it's easy and to it, remember. One of them looks like Dante. The other one doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Then we've got, let's see, we've got Roger Lund, um, who you probably know from uh, online and things as well. Um, we got Frank Owen coming back. If you guys, was he at any of the events that y'all have been to? Uh, yeah, yeah. I met Frank in uh, San Jose. Um, so I was really look- looking forward to his his perspective on things, which is, is you know, refreshingly different sometimes. Um, I think. Yeah, he comes at it from a more of a. I, don't, I, he, I mean, he's not really a journalist, but he kind of ha- has that kind of journalist thing going on. Um, he, do, he does a good job. And then there's some guy, Plankers. I'm not sure who that is, so we'll just Frickin skip him. Plankers. Oh, I've heard about him. Real trouble, Have mate. You? What a cheesehead. Strange headwear. I heard he's a loner. <laughs> yeah, a lone sysadmin, yes. <laughs> a lone sysadmin. I heard he, uh, I heard he keeps away from others. Um, or if this were interop, I'd be the lonely sysadmin, as they printed my badge. <laughs> they printed it the lonely sysadmin? It was the lonely sysadmin, yes. So, That's yeah. awesome. I have no friends. Uh, the last time I saw Plankers was maybe two months ago in uh, in Madison on his home turf, and uh, our meeting is strictly NDA. Yep, completely <laughs> NDA. <laughs> we talked about Stephen's hard drives. <laughs> yes. Hey, watch out for my hard drives. They're large. Oh, and yeah. unreadable. <laughs> All right. So that we've uh, speaking of uh, notorious personalities, though, we've also got the uh, ever notorious W. Curtis Preston coming. Oh my goodness! I don't know if you if do you want to drop out now. So. Oh me? No, that's going to be awesome. As long as as long as we stay away from the weird licorice uh, liqueurs, 
will be golden. So <laughs> I'm just going to make him at this time. Yeah, last time I saw that guy it was uh, Tech Field Day three, I think, and we ended up drinking sambuca, and it was oh my goodness. Oh. So, so yes, that was a hard morning the next morning. <laughs> that sounds like any day with 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 Mr. Preston, absolutely. Uh, so uh, yeah, so so Curtis is coming. Um, we've got uh, Fabio Rapicelli. I don't know if any have you all anybody met Fabio yet? Yeah. I have. Yeah. yeah, I know the name. Um, he doesn't uh, have long flowing hair, and he does not pose half naked on the front of <laughs> this admission. I'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met him at uh, at VM World last year in Copenhagen. He's a he's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like him. All right, and then uh, speaking of people that I don't like, we've got Brandon Riley. Oh, sorry, Brandon. I'm just teasing you. Um, yeah, Brandon J. Riley on Twitter. Um, I actually don't know Brandon very well. Um, never met him, uh, but uh, looking forward to it. He's not going to like me now because I just said that, but uh, oh well. Um, and the sort of the usual multimedia streams. I mean, Tech Third Day does seem to sort of. Dude, we're not done yet. Oh my god, there's more. <laughs> yeah. There's more. Wow. We're only to the R's. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but to answer your question, yes, we're going to have live streaming at techfieldday.com. Um, we're also, this time, for the first time, I'm going to be putting up the video recordings immediately after the sessions. Well, and when I say I, I mean Matt. Um, and uh, I usually do that. Um, so so we're going to be uh, having the, 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 the recordings available immediately after the sessions. Um, so that'll be pretty cool, too, so... But but continuing with the people that we're bringing in, we can't overlook the Reed Robbins. Now I don't know if you guys know Reed at all, um, but if you've been to Curtis Preston's Backup Central Live at all, he's uh, he's uh, basically well I don't want to call him Backup Boy. Sorry, Reed. He's 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 like Mr. Backup Sidekick. He's Robin. Excellent. <laughs> Robins. Robin. Robins. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Reed and I also worked together at the uh, Glasshouse for a little while, so I got to know him pretty well back there too. He's a he's a, he's a fun guy. Um, and then you all know has have you all met uh, Derek Shawland, Web Junkie? Uh, yes, yes, I've I think I, I've met him. Another Wisconsin native. He can wear the hat. Yep. He wears the hat. <laughs> he he t-shirt t-shirt. both both wear the hats. I think that's important. We we need <laughs> photos of that. Oh, you'll have photos, man. You'll have photos. Yep. Sounds good. All right, two more guys to go. We've got Matt Simmons, who you all have heard of. Um, say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. See? <laughs> Come on, low-hanging fruit. That was so easy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally, we've got another Matt, Matt Vogt, who uh, you all may, may know as well. Yeah. Well, you so, will. Yeah, all star lineup as ever. Yeah. At yeah, least yeah. I... Who, always like an equalogic guy, Matt Vogt, right? Yeah, he's he's he knows the Dell stuff really really well, yeah. which is one reason that we thought it would be cool to have somebody in there who can translate uh, in real time from Dell speak to English. So <laughs> that yeah, sounds like good. a good good lineup. Not as good as the last one though, but it sounds like a good lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Not as good as the last one. No, but we've got another one coming up. If you guys want to come, you know, you get Tech Field Day Eight is 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 in the planning as well. Stephen, how does somebody go about uh, telling you that uh, you like if there's a blogger out there that's interested in Tech Field Day? Do you guys have a way to to uh, uh, for them to express interest? Absolutely. In fact, um, we've got uh, we've got over 
300 names on our list of people who have either we're interested in or are interested in us and we've uh you know if if somebody wants to to put their name out there um the best way to do it is if you go to a bitly link it's bitly slash capital g o number two t f d all caps so capital G, lowercase o, number two, capital T, capital F, capital D. And that will take you to the form that you can fill out to be considered. And everybody who fills out that form is automatically, you know, we do uh, consider everybody. It doesn't uh, necessarily mean you're going to get there, but, uh, you know, you you at least are going to be in the running. Cool. It's uh, it's absolutely worth uh, trying to be uh, a delegate. I have to say that I was at the last last one. It was had a great time. Uh, had lots met lots of really cool people that I haven't met before, and, and it was a really really nice time. And, and we learned, learned a lot as well. So it's absolutely worth trying to get into this if you can. Very much so. That's going to say. I think. Uh, just to echo really uh, Christian's point of view on it without being uh, ov- overly sycophantic um, it's uh, it is a fantastic opportunity and we're all very very yeah. glad to have done it as long as you don't start working for a vendor you know it's, it'll, it'll be fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I heard that some of you uh, may be out of the running now so sorry about that well congratulations uh, right. on your job just <laughs> Be presenting instead, then. Yeah, yep. my, my colleagues are, but unfortunately, uh, I'm not at this one. Just so we oh, well. have to, we have to mention the name in every podcast. It's it's Veeam. <laughs> it's Veeam. <laughs> you know, it's funny because Veeam is actually one of the companies that is presenting at Tech Field Day Seven. Um, so does that is that why we're, we're we're getting to do this podcast? Did did they is there a payoff involved here somewhere? Well, yeah, let's get down to why we really did this podcast. It's not about Veeam. No, just kidding. Uh, you know, it's actually it's funny. I hadn't even thought about that until you just mentioned that. <laughs> That's how we have it. It's subliminal. You, you don't think about it. You just find yourself signing those purchase orders. <laughs> yeah, and hold, somehow holding a shot glass full of vodka too. You know. If, at least if you're at the the Veeam parties at VMworld. Yeah. 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 Okay, so that's uh, pretty much Tech Field Day 7, I guess. Uh, well, actually, we didn't, we didn't, I didn't mention Symantec. Semantic's presenting as well. Okay. Um, yay, cool. Symantec. There, now we've mentioned yeah. them. Ah, okay. Uh, so there are no, other... no stealth people this time? What? No, uh, no, 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 uh, no stealth ones. Now we actually had a couple of them that were interested in it, but uh, they didn't do it. So tough. Yeah, maybe next time. So um, I heard uh, there's a tech field day in London coming up, which is interested interesting for us here in Europe. Yes, indeed, we're uh, planning on coming to London sometime in the winter, uh, November December kind of time frame, and uh, you know we're we're trying to work it out. The problem is it's uh, you know we have to find the the sponsors and the presenters and all that. We've got no shortage of uh, potential delegates. Uh, Tom uh, Hollingsworth uh, bothers me about it almost every day. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, we just have to make sure that uh, that we get the right, uh, make everything happen. So so basically, if you're listening to this and you're interested in sponsoring Tech Field Day in London, uh, now would be a good time to contact me so that we can get this thing done, going. And who doesn't want to be a part of the first International Tech Field Day, honestly? 
Well, I heard that you didn't want to go, Bob, uh, Matt. Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, sit, sitting in, you know, some London pub drinking beer. I mean, that's just, do you know how boring that sounds? <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, call OSHA, you know, definitely. <laughs> Work environment's terrible. <laughs> this curry is substandard, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So next time we'll we'll uh, take a little bit uh, more time in trying to find a, a suitable curry house rather than rushing around with about five minutes to go. <laughs> I don't know that Thai place was pretty good. Ah. It it does sound like a, a lot of fun, and I'm looking forward to seeing you know seeing the vendors over there, the the, the presenters, and and getting you know a, a much more international feel. Very cool. No idea who we might have out there, Stephen? Um, in terms of sponsoring companies? Yeah. Well, we do, but uh, we can't say it until we have their uh, <laughs> paperwork in hand. Because yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass anybody because, frankly, what happens uh, usually, um, if you have three companies interested, only one of them will actually present in the end because of one thing or another. And it's usually not some you know terrible thing about the company. It's usually that it just does, it kind of falls through. So um, until we have the contract signed, I always go out of my way not to mention which companies are going to be there. Yeah. Cool. Makes so sure sounds yep, good. once again, if you're a, a London or European-based company that would like to you know, get exposure to independent thought leaders, uh, massive exposure throughout the online community, then you really do need to drop uh, Stephen or Matt an email and uh, organize presenting. Absolutely. Right. So enough about us. Let's talk about you. <laughs> we talk about us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> should should I mean, come on, we got Steven here. We got to talk some storage as well. And Bob is here as well, so Yeah. I'm doing uh, a ton of five in storage. Right now, yes. Obligatory storage talk. Um yeah. Of Token. how about something to do with uh, sort of vSphere five? Um, you know, we did a very sh short uh, piece on uh, the vSphere five launch um, or announcement launch, anyway. And you know, we talked in in brief about it, and that was great. And Bob also did a, a similar podcast. You know, it's it's a shame that we were second choice, Bob, but thanks anyway. Um, on but, what? Uh, oh, on vSphere yeah. five? Yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know Infosmax are a little bit higher up, but you know they just message you first. It's fine. So we're yeah, done. you guys we're, are still first in my heart. Oh, oh. <laughs> you can feel the love from here. Yeah, um, or something. But uh, thinking of you know now that all the um, the dust has settled over the launch. Um, VRAM, really VRAM. No, oh, sorry. No VRAM. Yeah, you know, looking at the real benefits, and particularly around the the storage points of view. Uh, I know, Stephen, you've been looking at sort of storage for virtualized environments as part of your seminar series, and talks a bit about the uh, the features within vSphere four. Uh, how how's the vSphere five announcements and uh, features changed that? And has it you know is it sure. anything significant? Is the virtual storage appliance is that something they've just released just because they have to, um, or is it you know going to be an EMC style face melting game changer dot com. <laughs> well, I uh, <laughs> that's that's a good setup. Yeah. So yeah, I every time there's a new v VMware release, I like to write a, a article just overviewing what the changes are. And I actually have done my you know what's new in vSphere five uh, storage. If you go to 
blog.foskits.net. It's on the first page. Um, and, we'll link to uh, it in the show notes. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Um, and so there are a lot of great things in, in, in vSphere 5. Frankly, the, 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 the VSA is, um, well, at once, it's, it's much more innovative than I thought it was going to be. Um, I had heard a rumor about it ahead of time. Um, I didn't actually have any any notice, no knowledge real about it, really about it until it came out. But um, I heard that they were going to do something, and I was expecting that it would just be, you know, I, I thought maybe it would be like an implementation of EMC's Lifeline software or something like that. But it's actually pretty cool. Um, they've got, you know, basically a, a clustered um, a clustered NFS server for uh, small and medium, you know, businesses. Uh, I imagine that it could be pretty uh, pretty useful for them. Um, Unfortunately, it's it's you know cost-wise, uh, you know it, it does add some some cost, but not too too much. And I could see it being you know somewhat interesting in some environments. But that being said, honestly, I, I really don't think that this is a, a major game changer. I don't think this is uh, you know signals some big shift for EMC or for VMware or for any of the VMware storage partners. I think it's more another piece of functionality that VMware is offering if people want it. Well, personally, I think it kind of puts uh, it kind of VMware is kind of stepping in the direction to make things more uh, more uh, owner own, ownable to small businesses mm-hmm. with this VSA. Just maybe package it all together. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's 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 kind of like Zimbra. It's one of those things that that is pretty good, and if you need that sort of thing and you need it packaged and from one vendor it, it actually makes a lot of sense but it's not like you know it's going to go put everybody else out of business so yeah so the VSA is one feature but, but there are a lot of other features too honestly I'm much more excited about um, the VAAI enhancements and the this API for storage awareness which is strangely called VASA um, you know those I think are going to have a lot more short term impact uh, the biggest thing is that uh, you now you have VAAI for NFS, um, though it's not an equal uh, equal functionality wise. It's it's still a major enhancement to have uh, offload uh, array offload for NFS clients, and I think it's it's time for that to happen because we're seeing a lot more people getting into NFS um, and wanting to use that as their their VMware storage platform, and and so it's it's great to have that kind of technology. So, like the um, the vSphere four implementation of uh, the AAI, is it going to be restricted to your top end um, NFS filers? So, is it going? Yeah, there's an interesting attack? there's an interesting twist there, and that's that um, unlike um, VAAI for block, um, the NFS stuff, at least my understanding, is that you're going to get the plugin from your vendor instead of from VMware, um, which is interesting because theoretically it means that any vendor could get their stuff out quickly. I've heard some grumbling from some of the storage vendors that it took a long time for VMware to approve their uh, VAAI plugin, and um, theoretically maybe this is going to change that. I really don't know how that's going to how that's going to shake out, and uh, and I'm really not even sure what vendors support it yet. I haven't heard much uh, from anybody except EMC, frankly, and uh, NetApp that that they're really even talking about it. Yeah. Well, it's going to be out of band, doesn't it? Uh, and because it's NFS, and, and the NFS protocol itself doesn't support VAI mm-hmm. natively, so it's got to be out of band. That's why the the I could see them them needing a plugin to do it. You know, so uh, it shouldn't be 
and you'd think it wouldn't be that difficult because because it's out of band. You're not talking about whole new protocols or you know block level changes or anything like that. So, you know, it would be uh, really interesting to see if it, you know, rolled out pretty quickly here once uh, vSphere five is actually released. Yeah, I'm I'm really wondering. Yeah, when we're going to see what happens and 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 who's going to support it and everything. I, I, it's really. It's really not not certain yet what's going to happen, you know. Yeah, NFS has kind of been the black sheep of of uh, VMware storage for so long. It's kind of nice that it, it's got some really interesting properties like native thin provisioning and things like that. You know, it's kind of nice to see it actually getting some attention nowadays. Well, yeah, and and remember too that what we just talked about with the VSA, um, the VMware's uh, storage appliance uses NFS, just like uh, for example, Tintree's uh, storage arrays. This is a big deal, you know. This is this shows that NFS is really getting a lot more attention from VMware. But I mean, I suppose there's not always times when you're going to want to offload um, traffic to your NFS server. Particularly, you know, think of all of these uh, people with um, you know your home lab storage. I mean, my my NFS server runs on a um, I think it's a Spark chip. Um, and uh, a low-end uh, NetApp box seems to run off a, I'm not entirely sure, a slightly angry Bumblebee or something. It doesn't appear to have all that much power. Um, so it, it's coughing and wheezing at, at the best of times. So if you're trying to offload even more to it, I, I suspect that's probably going to be a bit counterproductive. So perhaps you are only going to be looking at the more expensive, uh, the higher-end NFS servers. Yeah, that's pretty likely. I mean, I can't imagine anybody implementing VAAI for block or file on a low-end server. It's got to be a pretty—it's got to be a pretty sturdy uh, server in order to do that. It'd be lovely for them to do like a plugin for I don't know OpenFiler, and yeah. then you could yeah, if you're running because you could conceivably run OpenFiler on some fast x uh, x86, you know, sort of Core mm -hmm. i7 motherboard, and have plenty of uh, overhead. You know, to using that that sort of offload. Yeah, I'd love to see it uh, with Nixenta too. I mean, Nixenta could do block or file, and and uh, I'd love to see them do VAI. They do seem to be quite uh, sort of up and coming. Um, I've I've heard a, a fair few things about their free product. Uh, I've not come across anyone actually paying for it. <laughs> well, that's the rub, isn't it? Yeah. The, uh, so, and, and, I suppose freemium marketing. You know, do you just get the name out first and then try and persuade people to buy it? Or mm -hmm. well, yeah. So there, there, there's more to storage in, in, in vSphere than than just the the VASA and uh, or the VSA. And I'm glad that folks are are looking a little bit beyond that and seeing that there's a lot of other things. I mean, storage DRS. Um, you know, I called that the world's worst kept secret. Everybody knew that was coming. Uh, well, they were and, and advertising it themselves, you know, like partner exchange and things like that. They were openly talking about it for years here. So, yeah, you're right. Worst kept secret. But um, is it's also is it um, in addition to being worst kept secret? Is it potentially a storage admin's worst nightmare, um, or is it going to make a storage admin's life easier? Do you, you know? Do they just allocate? the bunch of tiered right you can have five gold tier lums five silver and five bronze and do with it what you may um or is it you know 
in terms of if you don't really know the profile of the machines that you're going to be putting onto your storage, suddenly you'll find you actually need a lot more tier one LUNs than you might have originally sort of planned for. Well, yeah, being a storage guy myself, I, I find that you kind of have to profile every workload. It's really hard to classify one thing as gold, one thing as silver. I mean, you might have an OLAP uh, and an OLTP database. Uh, you're not going to, in my opinion, you're not going to want to put those together on the same spindles just because the difference in which they, they work. Yeah, but at the same time, the, uh, um, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, storage DRS um, because it automates a lot of that, uh, you know, coupled with uh, the VASA stuff, the VAS, uh, VASA uh, feature, you know, it'll be able to tell, uh, the, the arrays will be able to indicate what the uh, uh, capabilities are and so you know it uh, for me it's actually mistake avoidance and and disaster avoidance you know if somebody's filling up a data store with a snapshot or something it'll take action you know if uh, we're getting too much IO or whatever on on uh, one data store it can move it around so I'm actually pretty excited about it uh, in that regard so uh, I don't know if that makes okay, store so storage guys Go ahead. No, headache. Sorry, Bob. Just saying, so you're kind of tackling the issue from um, an administrative overload and operational procedural point of view rather than a performance tuning. Yeah. Well, yeah, and just letting it performance tune. You know, I think the machines are way better at, at uh, performance tuning than I'm going to be because I'm not uh, up at all hours of the day watching them. You know, they, yeah, they are. are. Well, yeah, yeah, that might be true. Lies. But, uh, I've seen you on Twitter. I'm just watching my machines again. <laughs> but uh, you know the more just like with DRS for uh, CPU and memory you know that was people were kind of afraid of that you know like oh, my workloads are flying all over the place you know what's up with that you know that's turned into a real uh, it's yeah not even a, a discussion point anymore you know it's just people turn it on and just leave it you know the uh, I'm thinking storage DRS is going to be that same way you know and uh, um, yeah you know it might I, I really don't know what implications for storage admins there are going to be uh, you know but uh, from the functional from a functional point of view as a virtualization guy I think it's going to help a lot yeah, yeah I, I think that it's one of those things that we needed because you know as you say the machines are going to be flying around regardless. And so we need to make sure that storage and networking can keep up and match that kind of mobility and, and flexibility. And, you know, it's one of those things we just needed to have. Well, you know, whether you like it or not, it's a good idea. And that's my, my bottom line. Well, with uh, that, in, that in mind, let's just kind of wrap things up and bring it back to Tech Field Day 7. Uh, Stephen, if you could tell us about the, uh, the times that uh, people can watch the stream live. Sure, yeah. So, um, so yeah, the live stream is going to be at uh, techfieldday.com. Uh, you'll also find it in other places. Uh, if you go to techfieldday.com, there's a list of presentation times there, including if you click on the time, it actually tells you the time all over the world. So if you're curious about when it starts... But basically, it's from 8 to 6 um, Central Time, Central U.S. Time, which is, uh, you know... GMT minus 5 nine. right now, I think. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, GMT minus 5, is it? Okay, so... Yeah. Yeah, so, so it's uh, whatever that works out to in your, in your, local, in your local area. Um, you know, we're going to, on Thursday, uh, this Thursday, we're going to be having, uh, starting off with SolarWinds, uh, again, one of the favorite frequent uh, tech field day presenters. Then we've got Symantec, another frequent tech field day presenter. Um, 
and then in the afternoon we're going to be spending the whole afternoon at Dell um, in uh, Austin uh, you know talking Dell storage um, then on Friday morning we're going to be kicking off again at Dell uh, up in Round Rock uh, at the headquarters uh, doing some uh, you know checking out the the, the Dell Tech Center and uh, some of the other uh, product families uh, I'm pretty looking forward to hearing about you know what they're planning on in terms of uh, you know developing more storage features around VMware and uh, and then in the afternoon we're going to have uh, Veeam and we'll finish things up with some roundtable discussions on uh, Friday evening or early evening um, talking about the the presentations and what we heard and what we thought of it. Well, cool. Yeah, with that you can see Stephen, Matt, and uh, Bob at uh, www.techfieldday.com and you can get those times and you can listen during your time zone other than that this is uh, the 14th episode of eSoup wrapping up and um, thanks a lot to all our guests Stephen, Bob, Matt thanks for thanks a lot for coming on thanks for having us yeah thank you great yes it's great to be here and you can see us on you can listen to us on uh, Stitcher um, on iTunes or vsoup.net Thanks a lot. Dude, let's go bowling. Yeah.